Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll focus on the EU's space policy and analyse challenges and opportunities, including how to boost EU competitiveness in this sector and how space can accelerate the twin ecological and digital transition. Stay with us. Space technology, data and services have become indispensable in our daily lives. We rely on them when using mobile phones and car navigation systems, watching satellite TV or withdrawing money from an ATM machine. Information from satellites can also make the difference between life and death when disaster strikes, enabling better coordination between emergency and rescue teams during earthquakes, forest fires or floods. And over the past decade, space has become a growing economic sector, offering new opportunities for both established and emerging markets. And budgets are rising. Yes, they are. Global institutional space funding rose from an average of 62 billion euros in 2017 to over 75 billion in 2019. And whilst only 50 countries had at least one satellite in orbit by 2008, Ten years later, in 2018, this number had risen to 82. The space economy is composed of two main segments. The upstream segment includes all activities that focus on the research, development and manufacture of spacecraft destined to be sent out to space as well as the products and services related to them. Whereas the downstream segment refers to all activities that use space data and applications. According to the European Commission, in 2015, the overall EU space economy, that means upstream and downstream, generated a value of around 50 billion euros, or 21% of global business in the sector. In 2020, the upstream segment alone generated close to 8 billion euros in sales and employed more than 50,000 workers. And the downstream segment is also growing steadily, driven by the key importance of space data and services for harnessing the twin digital and ecological transition. Let's hear the Belgian Minister for Foreign Affairs, Sophie Wilmez, on this potential. Space programs are contributing to the safeguard of the environment and the competitiveness of our industry. They offer solutions to the evolutions that our societies are facing, such as the green and the digital transformation of our economies. Furthermore, the development of these sectors has a direct positive impact on employment. Space has also gained political relevance due to its capacity to tackle global challenges, such as the climate and biodiversity crises, but also due to the growing reliance of the EU economy and society on space infrastructures, services and data, such as radio communication, GPS signals or Earth observation. But who decides on space matters in the EU? Well... Space is a shared competence of the EU and its member states. And the EU space policy has two main goals. On the one hand, promoting scientific and industrial competitiveness to ensure EU autonomy in space. On the other, harnessing space investments and services to address key political priorities, such as the European Green Deal, a Europe fit for the digital age, and very importantly, with a stronger global role. Here's the EU's High Representative for Foreign and Security Policy, Josep Borrell. Space is quite literally the new frontier of global politics. Europe has 
a massive stake in the future of space. Our future prosperity and security depends on that. The new EU space programme, adopted in 2021, sets an ambitious agenda for a more dynamic, innovative and resilient European space ecosystem. It brings together existing programmes such as Copernicus, Galileo and EGNOS under one umbrella and continues to invest in space infrastructures to secure high-quality data and services. It introduces new security components, such as the Space and Situational Awareness Programme and the new Governmental Satellite Communication Initiative to monitor space hazards and provide national authorities with access to secure satellite communication. And to make sure the programme delivers, the EU will invest close to 15 billion euros. Now, who will manage the programme? The EU space programme is implemented in close cooperation with the EU member states, the European Union Agency for the Space Programme, the European Space Agency, UMETSAT and many other stakeholders. Now, what are the challenges and opportunities associated with the space sector? Here's Clément Evroux from the European Parliamentary Research Service. In the framework of its new industrial strategy, the EU is promoting the competitiveness of its space industries to secure safe and autonomous access to space and as a way to incentivize the uptake of space applications, data and services through programs such as Horizon 2020, Horizon Europe and the EU Space Programme. It supports space industries including SMEs and startups to come up with new technological development and application that can give Europe a competitive edge in space. Securing Europe's strategic autonomy in space is also a top priority of the current French presidency of the EU. Let's hear what President Emmanuel Macron had to say about this. If we really want to secure our sovereignty, a real step, the sovereignty of all sovereignties, is space. Without control of space, there's no technological sovereignty. It's about internet access, satellite navigation. All this depends on space. Without control of space, there's no industrial nor economic sovereignty. But the growing reliance of our economy and society on space services also makes us more vulnerable to potential disruptions. Knowing that approximately 10% of the EU's GDP is enabled by satellite navigation signals, can you imagine the financial impact a potential disruption of space services could have should a satellite collide with space junk? Well, it's definitely in the order of billions. That's why the EU wants to increase the resilience of space infrastructures and reduce the risks posed by space debris. Now, there are also challenges and opportunities when it comes to harnessing space investments and services to address EU political priorities, as we said earlier in this podcast. Here's Clément Evroux from the EPRS. According to the World Meteorological Organization, space data allow to observe and monitor no less than half of the 56 essential climate variables needed to understand and measure climate change. Similarly, space observation can help to better understand and measure some essential biodiversity variables. 
Space services are also key to achieve the objectives of the EU Digital Decade Initiative, and the Commission has already announced the building of an EU space-based global secure communication system that will extend high-speed internet connectivity throughout Europe. Here's Thierry Breton, European Commissioner for Internal Market. I would say that this new constellation is like the Galileo of connectivity. It will be interoperable and it's a clear example of what we need to do when we say that we are a continent which is increasingly aware of its geopolitical responsibilities and increasingly aware of the need to have technological sovereignty and common investments that allow us to progress together. Finally, space also has the potential to boost international cooperation and the EU's contribution to a rules-based multilateral order. After all, space is our global common good. And as such, it should be governed by all and accessible to all. Want to know more? Check out Clément Evreux's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.